Hey y'all, what's going on? We're here on a lighter note, and guess what? It's the season six finale. Yes, so it's only right that I end my season six off with one of my homegirls from middle school, high school, and now my neighbor, a little miss, 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 my homegirl Tiana. We don't talk enough about our childhood friendships and how sometimes they're cherished, and most don't even have that opportunity availed. So let's see how it is with Queens in the city. Enough of me chatting, let's get real. So I have my homegirl Tiana here with me, y'all. And when I say it's like a full circle moment, I really mean like it's a full circle moment. Like if y'all could only been around for the conversation we just had for the last 30 years before we started this whole podcast, y'all probably be like, what? But that's what happens when you have friends. Like we haven't seen each other. I think the first time we seen each other was we went out to dinner. Like what was it? End of July. And then after that, we hadn't seen each other since 2008 when we graduated high school. <laughs> So that's the wild part. So, Tiana, introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. It's definitely a pleasure to be on with you tonight. Um, my name is Tiana. Um, I am a entrepreneur. I'm a mother of two girls. I am a devoted wife. Okay. I am an aspiring content creator. Follow me. I'll plug that Period. in there. I mean, you're going to plug that in anyway because uh, they're going to want to follow you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm out here, you know, recently relocated from New York to, um, Charlotte, um, just taking on the city, trying to really like, you know, find my lane and, you know, grow my tribe and just be the best mom I can be to these kids. I know that's right. That's Listen, where we are. That's, that's where we are in life. We're in our big old age. So <laughs> today's episode is called Queens in the City and it's capital queen and city because we're in the queen city. city. We're in Charlotte. So now that y'all always wondering where I, where I live. I live in now Charlotte, okay? Y'all can thank Tiana for that, because I would have kept that inconspicuous for 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 five more seasons, because I don't like people knowing where my whereabouts are, okay? Because I am a single woman who lives alone. There we go. So I'm very conscious of what's put out on the social medias. Bleep, block it out. But y'all will never know where in the Queen City I live, because Charlotte's pretty big, y'all. Oh, it's a big city. Yeah, not it's pretty that. big so <laughs> that's what yeah but i just felt like it was nice for just to have us you know so y'all can y'all y'all get people on here but y'all get people who know me or have grown with me and i've i think i said it the other day like it's been a blessing to have people that i still have childhood friendships because that just showed that i was able to evolve and they evolved as well where we're still yeah. aligned to have a rapport and a relationship it's not gonna be how it was when we were like kids no, but it's the fact that either. We have the ability to still grow in the same direction. And a lot of people don't have that. So people judge me like, you don't really have college friends? I have three. That's it. I'm okay with that. And it's not the fact that it's shade, but it's like we're not in alignment. Like college was college, but it's like people who've known and grown with me. And all of them honestly have been full circle moments. Like even Angel was full circle. Ayana was full circle because we literally went parts without talking and like having any type of interaction. But it's always good to know when you come back. It's the vibe. And I hit up Christina last night, so me and her are supposed to go out when I yes. go home. Oh, man. I wish I was going. And she was like, yeah, you know, we're going to have to get together. We're going to go real quick for a beer. I'm like, you would say that. A beer. You would right. say that. Christina. A beer. It would be Christina G. <laughs> <laughs> but Absolutely. 
but we always had this thing in middle school. I don't know. We we need our we need our money. We need our money though, cause y'all doing this little miss stuff. We was doing that back in two thousand two. Right, seventh and eighth grade. It was Little Miss Smith, down the hallway. Little Miss Smith, everything. Okay, down the hallway, screaming it, getting in trouble while doing it. Like this is not your. We're not outside, ladies. Okay, (laughs) you need to stop. Like you're doing. I don't know where we got. I don't know where we got it from. And then I don't know how Christina got a part of it either, but it happened. She was down for whatever. She was always. She was always. Seventh grade was lit. Seventh grade, seven, seven H. I remember seven H. Seven H. I was seven H. I was six Z, seven H, and eight A, because they had taken away C team by the time we got to eighth grade or eight. Yeah, I was eight A. I was H too with you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think you were because our lockers, because everybody who's in different sides, your lockers are near each other. I want to say, was it by last name? Maybe it was okay, that's why. So it yeah, was by last name, yeah. We was always because shoulders and whitehead, whatever way you put it, mm-hmm. and Wilkins, Wilkins yeah. Right we was always right there, it was never far. <laughs> we was right in front of the gym, too. At that, oh god, <laughs> we need to visit the middle school. Yo, I need to visit them and the high school, and the high school. because literally there was no excuse for us to be late to gym because our lockers are right in front of the gym. gym. Right. <laughs> there was no reason, was always lollygagging in the hallways, like being a mess. I'm surprised we never got detention for it. Or quiet, what was it? Quiet, study hall, quiet hall? Quiet, quiet study hall. Or what is, I don't forgot. It was the something quiet room or something. But that's what, that's what detention was in, in middle school. Oh, but Tiana played basketball. No, <laughs> not? I tried it. I tried basketball. <laughs> Eighth and ninth grade. And when I showed so her daughter, make- <laughs> when I showed her daughter the picture, she was like, that's my mommy? Yo, you know what's so funny? She brought it up and said, Mommy, you didn't tell me you did all these things. And I was like, I know, right? It's just so crazy. Like, I didn't never, I never talked about playing basketball back then. Or running track in eighth grade. It was I still got the scar from when I fell down the, down the, down the stadium to go to the pictures. I was over here rushing and kept calling my name. And I literally fell and busted my whole arm. And I still got the scar to this day. Listen, I wasn't no star. So, I guess it was no, there's no reason to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in the yearbook picture. So, therefore, me. With the straight backs. The, the cornhole. Yo. <laughs> and Tiana was so skinny, so you could tell she was really just trying to give it a try. Uh, like, I'm here to just try I'm out. I was trying. Like, I'm just trying. My oldest sister was a star athlete. I was like, we're just going to try. We just, we just give it a, you know, we're going to dabble in it. And it's just like, you could tell Tiana was like, this is not my thing. I think this is enough. This is enough for me. I'm going to just stick to, I'm going to stick in my lane. Which is what, which was writing. Writing. Writing was her thing. Always, always so, a strong writer. You know, you've always had that, you know, that blessed thing. I think I was one of people who was just multifaceted in all areas, and I was good at everything. So I just did everything. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. This I just me. did everything. Yeah. And then yeah. being a Virgo, it was just like, so you're trying to tell me I can't do it? Watch, I'm going to do it. See, and I didn't have that, I didn't really have that competitive spirit like you did. I always, everything's a competition. No, something <laughs> Everything's a competition. Don't stop playing. Not no more. I'd be like, listen, you can have it. Because I know I can do it. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, people be trying to test me. I'm like, okay, whatever. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. Okay, cool. That's what's up. Like, I support it. So let me know when you're going to have it. I'm like, oh, for real? Yeah, it's not a competition because yeah, like you, have your, you have your lane. I have mine. But at the same token, it's me. So you can't compete where you don't compare because maybe you might have the voice for it where you're going to have the audience. So I'm not tripping. So do you, boo? We can coexist. We can coexist. And I'm going to still support you. And I. That part. It's not going to be shady either. It's going to be genuine support. Like, do mm-hmm. your thing. Like, I'm not tripping. So, y'all now know, you know, little secrets from, you know, back in the days. It doesn't feel like it was 20 years ago, but it was. Wow, 20. 
But my knees say they are when I be working out. <laughs> and the back, the lower back. Girl, talk about that. Now I got a neck spasm now. Like, dang, girl, did you sleep? Did you stretch right? Like, what's going on? You slept wrong. So we're going to go ahead and talk about how pretty much friendships and how we are now, you know, both of us adjusting. Because even though I've been here for four years, it's still a new world for me because we're coming from two different perspectives. Like you said, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're an entrepreneur. I'm single, living life. Creative. entrepreneur creative <laughs> and we literally just happened to move well i moved over here in april tiana literally just moved over here because i was like girl if you're gonna move come over to the quiet side yes. where there's like a little more you space for me on this area because it's quiet it's very kid friendly very yeah. spacious mm-hmm. and you don't got no problem boxes for me so you know it's time so i'm like you know what so let's get into it little miss 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 <laughs> So you've been my friend since we were like kids in middle school. We graduated high school in 08, as we already said. And as common friends do, lost touch. But now I live in the same city, 14 years later, and at that are neighbors. So why do you feel like sometimes friendships kind of drift? And what do you feel like causes those drifts sometimes, like, for them to also come, like, full circle? Because that doesn't happen often either. It doesn't. Honestly, I feel like life just is just, you know, how we say it now. Life be life and right? Facts. And, um, That's my motto. Becoming a mom young, I feel like I pretty much just kind of gravitated to whoever was amongst that village at the time. And shout out, you know, thank God I had the village that I had. You know, as a young mother at 23, I can't say I did it alone. I had all the help in the world. So life didn't necessarily stop, but friendship shifted because it's like I'm in a new area. I live mm-hmm. in Westchester, went upstate, quote unquote, upstate, Dutchess County. So I pretty much just kind of like hung out with whoever was close. You know what I mean? So I lost touch with a lot of people in the White Plains area, unfortunately. But it was like no love lost. It was not right. no bitter feelings or anything like that. So anybody who like kind of stayed connected on social media, it was always appreciated. I'm like, yo, they kind of literally watched my firstborn grow up. I was saying Facebook, that to Kayla. And Kayla was like, like, she said to me, she's like, well, I had to grow up. I was like, yep. <laughs> Okay, you're definitely an earth sign contract because the response right there was enough. Listen, so dealing with that, I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of friendships did drift for me. Um, but it was always like a love from a distance. Like, yo, shout out to this person. Like, or just admiring them from a distance. Right. That was always me. There was like never no love lost um, for years. And I was seeing you do your thing way before we even like really was acquainted on social media. Like, especially with the jackets. I was I was watching you from a while back. Before we even... <laughs> Before we even became reacquainted, I still saw you. And I was just like, she's grinding. You know what I mean? Right. But there was never no, like, ugh, I can't believe we haven't spoken since 08. Right. No, it just wasn't like that. Right. Um, But I feel like timing is everything. And I feel like it's a great season. You know, being in a new city, and I'm just like, because it's still new for me. For right. It's been a year and some change for me. Right. And being down here and seeing a familiar face from back home, it just helps. It, it kind of gives you a little bit of, right. you know, it makes you feel like, I got a little piece of New York with me. Right. It's bad enough there ain't no bodegas out here. Your son. There ain't no good Chinese out here. You know. I so, found only one good pizza spot. One good pizza spot here and there. But, you know, um, I appreciate the fact that we can go from it drifted to, you know, here we are full circle. Same city and not being strangers in the same city. But right. actually connected. I hate so. that. That's one thing I hate. I hate because we're not the only ones out here, guys. There's no. plenty of other ones. And our energy is still very much great around each other yeah like didn't miss a beat at all and i feel like that's rare too because like people can change but it's like your energy can change too in the process that you change in and then yeah of of course Mm -hmm. of course not gonna be the same 12 13 year olds we were same little 17 year olds but 
it's like we have a respect for each other. Exactly. Because you know? he'll be like, yeah, you know, apologize for me. I'm like, girl, why are you apologizing? You're a whole mom and a whole wife. Like, I know. And I have you to get learn. back to your, you get back to me when you're free. Like, when you're available and you're able to respond, you respond. Like, I'm one that don't trip you over don't that. I understand how much I appreciate that because, you know, in certain friendships, they didn't always understand that. Like, my attention wasn't always, I'm not always glued to my phone. Yeah, I right. post a lot, but don't get it twisted. I got a whole family I got to focus on as well. Like, yeah, I got my little few minutes of aimless scrolling, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's my main focus. That's my priority. So, right. friendships that be like, girl, do your thing. I get it. And it's like, no love lost. I really, really love that. Yeah. Like, that's... Because everybody doesn't get it. And then they feel offended. Or they feel like, oh, I ain't heard from you. And it's like, what? Can I get some grace? Yeah, like grace. If people forget grace, I feel like grace is necessary. I feel like, especially, I feel like those who are mindful of self realize like everything doesn't work on your time. Like people have their own worlds and their own lives of what they're trying to do to maintain. So like, just because in your world you're used to people that you might be around that's just like, okay, well when you call or you, you I'm gonna stop and do whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not for everybody. And now you got to look at it from different perspectives, like. Angel is my best friend. I talk to her all the time. I don't barely talk to my goddaughter like that all the time now, now that she's back to work full time. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't trip because I know when I, if I call her when I come home, I'm like, okay, I'm pulling up on you. I don't care what you're doing. I I haven't seen you in months. I haven't seen my godchild. I haven't spoken to her. Right. So we're I'm pulling up. Or like, you know what? We're gonna schedule, we need to schedule a time. Like literally in our in our ages now, it's like we're gonna schedule a time to do this at this literally. time. And this is what we're going to do. And this is it. Like, you make... And it's not like you're trying to do it where you got to make plans. But it's just like, it's a respect factor. Because mm-hmm. people still got lives. Like, you're still working. You're still an entrepreneur. You're still a mom. You're still a wife. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you're still a friend, a sister. You still have family outside of just your own Out immediate... Your family. So mm-hmm. it's like, people got to think about that. And then I always hate the assumption because when people like me who don't have kids are single, that I'm just normally just free and available to every... No, and that's now, not the case. Nope. And I'm glad you, you know, you made that very much aware. Like, this is not... I'm not just out here being free. Yeah. I have a life as well. I'm trying to maintain... Well. Saying, right. I'm mm-hmm. very to myself. Like, and people are like, I'm like, it's not the fact that I'm closed off because of whatever, but... The job I have is taxing. So the time I have for downtime where I'm free doesn't mean I'm available. It just means I'm processing for me because mm-hmm. especially what I've what happened to me in my past of being, you know, parasuicidal, I have to take moments where I'm literally just sitting in self and just giving myself grace and like, girl, you just worked a 45 hour, 50, 50 hour week nonstop mm-hmm. and you're already fighting the fact that you've been an anomaly and you're the only one up there on the top of the chain. Like you got a lot of stress when you clock in, in and out day after day. Right. Like so you got to give yourself grace to be like, yo, I want to chill. Like, Keisha, I love you. But I was so happy when she was like, she ain't coming this week. And I was like, thank God. Because <laughs> my battery is not there. And I will be forcing myself to entertain you, which means I'm going to be giving you my best self because there's so much going on. And like we said, things happen for a reason. So it's like, okay, I'm going to see you next you week when I come home. So like, we'll just pick up next week or you'll just come back, you know, when... You know, you have a better time frame. But I'm like, there's so much transition right now. And I'm like, girl. And everybody's in a place of processing, right? You know, this crazy time. So girl. Like, like, it's funny, that meme that's still going around. Like, I'm, um, we're, it's about to be 2023, like, in a few months. And I'm still processing 2019. Like, that's really people's lives right now. Like, Seriously. Because the pandemic was a blur. Like, it just was quick and painful and all, all the things. And everything so, running together. Yeah, Absolutely. So, like you said, you became a young mom, so at age 23, while most of us are still out here wilding out, because I know my ass was, you have more responsibilities other than yourself. And how was that for you, given you literally only had, like, technically a year of just, like, legally just being, like, 
the young, wild, and free. Because 21 is kind of like, then it was like, okay, well, dang, 23. Well, I'm pregnant now, so like 23. Like, she's okay, time to buckle down. Honestly, I wowed out at age 21. That's when my father cut the leash finally. So I had my <laughs> fair share of clubbing every weekend for a year straight. So I feel like I got a lot of it out of my system in that short year. But then when I found out I was pregnant, it was just like very humbling. It was just like, wow, you know, I'm a senior in college. So if anything, it gave me a battery in my back to focus and right. get that degree. Um, so it gave me a new sense of purpose and a, a sense of just like, I have so much to live for, you know, so it definitely put a battery in my back. It changed my outlook, outlook forever, you know, because I never thought I was going to be a mom at 23 years old. I was that was young. Like I was still yeah. like I was still a baby, essentially. Like I was still learning me. But yeah, I feel like she just I don't know. She gave me a lot of sense of pride and just like, you know, I had something to answer to. Like, right. I wasn't out here just wilding because I knew like I got this little baby. <laughs> Granted, I had thousands of babysitters all the time so i was able to still have a social life thankfully right you know, i didn't stop cold turkey but i feel like i found my purpose early right where people in their 30s are still trying to figure out what am Girl. i doing so i feel like even if even if i you know if that was my one purpose i'm proud of that because i'm raising a daughter right i'm raising daughters period and y'all go follow kaylin too Cause she yeah. out here doing things. She she a little <laughs> oh, mini content excited. creator. She, that's a little mini content creator, and trust and believe she oh, is her yes. mother's mini me. And I mean, spit out. That's my pride and joy. It's like Corey. Did you have a part in this whole in, in this whole process? Because where where the Callie is all him, but Kaylin is all you. Period. But personality wise, it's hilarious because they both have bits and pieces of each of us, and it's just like it's so weird. Genetics are just so weird, and DNA, right? It's just like. How you look just like me, but then you're acting just like him in the same moment. Like, <laughs> like, what's going on? So, <laughs> but she has personality for days, though. Oh yeah, very much so, very much personality. She's, she's a star and she's thing. very confident in self, which I love seeing a, a little in a little black girl at such a young age to be real confident in self because that's not very often. And in, in these times, you mm -hmm. see that where they're confident, unapologetic. I'm like, yes, yes. little queen, go on. I just want her to. I want her to keep that, you know. So I'm gonna keep pointing to her. As you should, as you should. Yeah. So, did things change? Like you said, like you had a very supportive. You had a lot of, you know, babysitters. Did things change once you had your first daughter? And was like, how was like a lot of your friendships like prior to those that you disconnected from from like White Plains and those that were like when you were moved upstate? Like, how was the transition in friendships? I feel like I my circle changed pretty drastically. You know, because I feel like I had such a big group of friends in college and high school. But then when you really think of it, it's like I was calling a bunch of acquaintances, my friends, you know, and it's just like that part. I was using friends that part. very loosely back then. But um, I will say I had my tight circle in Westchester who from a distance, you know, show love and support. And then I had my tight circle upstate and um, they were supportive. You know, they, they helped me. You know, they, they also contributed to this whole motherhood shit because. Again, I didn't do it by myself. Village. Like, takes a village. I had friends, you know, watching her so I could run to work. Because, you know, we weren't, me and her father weren't always together. We're married now, thank God. But when I was doing the whole single mom thing, like, my friends stepped up. You know, oh, can you do her hair? Can you watch her? I got to go to work. Can you pick her up? I'm running late. Like, they held it down. As you should. And I want y'all to start believing in villages again. Because to this day, in my big age, I'm in contact with all of my village that helped raise me. Because my mom was a single mom. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my village, I don't think I would be where I'm at if it wasn't for my village. Because my mom was a single mom. Like, my dad wasn't, like you said, they were never, my dad wasn't married. They weren't married at the time. And, like, it was a lot. Because 
imagine you literally, my mom was trying to go back to school or like Jessica has basketball practice, can you pick her up? Or Jessica has this, can you watch? Or I got to go do this for a weekend. Like, so I feel like it's big to have villages and people don't really try to do that because they feel like it's too, it's too much. But I feel like villages are important. Just like how when I feel like people pick their child's godparent is important because God forbid something happens, you're literally trusting somebody with your kid. That's what a godparent is. Like. Their entitlement is not to buy clothes. Their entitlement is not to do all the entitlement is for them to be spiritual guides and advisors. That's what a godparent is. You look up the, the definition to be a spiritual guide and advisor, like, and God forbid, be that second support. Exactly. So, like, that's what it is. And I feel like people get so caught up because they're just in a title. And they're like, oh, Jess, you know, I'm like, no, I have one god kid. One, her name is Liberty Amir Brooks. And um, <laughs> they asked me. So I feel like people feel like it's automatic. I'm like, no, they, like, her parents literally sat down, conversing and asked me. I was like, mm-hmm. would you be willing to be her godparent? They were like, we feel like you're such a great example. You would guide her and, you know, and instill in her so much and pour into her. Like, mm-hmm. and regardless of you being far away, we feel like you'll still be active in her life, which is very true. Because mm-hmm. she has godparents that are literally in New York. She don't even talk to her, even see, and have no familiarity with so it's like, I feel like that's important to have that. If you're going to have people around kids, I've always said this because I was one of those kids. Mm-hmm. Don't bring people around your kids if they're going to be half ass. Or it's like the ones who are offended when you don't ask them to be godparents. And it's that like, happens too? That happens. That is a thing. That is a thing. Oh, wow. measure longevity in their relationship with you. And they, they equate that to, I should be the godparent. And I've experienced that on all sides of that. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I chose the godparents and I and I love and adore them for my kids. <laughs> Shout out to them. They know who they are. I love them dearly and they're amazing. And if something was to happen to me and my husband, I would trust them wholeheartedly. That's crazy. So yeah. <laughs> and I think for me too, being a godparent, I still don't treat Angel's other kids or Angel shows other kids any different. Like, those are still my nieces. I still love them to death. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... But it's, you have your one. I have my one. Mm-hmm. And nobody else... And people know, like, I'm very big on special occasions or, like, personal things. Like, weddings, don't invite me to. Don't do baby showers. I don't really do God. Because Wait, you don't do weddings? I And I'm going to tell you why. When I say weddings, it's more so in the fact that we don't have that relationship where we're close enough or you have the ability where you feel comfortable to be like, yo... Me and my husband going through something that you know is unbiased and I could be a, a shoulder to lean on or a true support, then I don't feel like I should celebrate that moment with you. That's big. I haven't heard it put that way. I feel like I shouldn't celebrate that moment. If you're having a kid, I don't want to just be there for a gift. If you know that I wouldn't be yeah. an active participant in influencing your child's life posit- positively or you know that you can really count on me to be there mm-hmm. when you really need somebody as a helping hand, I don't feel like I should be at your baby shower. Yeah, I get you. Wow. That, that's I haven't. I really haven't heard it put that way. <laughs> Because normally it's the other person that has to like make that. Yeah. Choice, but you're looking at it from the other side, like yeah. No, I don't have to celebrate that moment with you because yeah. you know how monumental it is. Yeah, and how how special it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's a once in a lifetime. Well, not once in a lifetime, but it's a very it's a milestone. And I feel like all milestones shouldn't be shared with everybody. I feel like some of them are meant to be intimate. And I feel like those are sacred moments you should spend with people who you know are going to appreciate the bond and literally try to uplift you and see the best it can be in any situation, whether it be a child or your marriage. Listen, I got married on Zoom, right? And it was intimate, you know, but it was a Zoom wedding. And I had coworkers that were like, we heard y'all got married. Like, and you know how cool you get with your coworkers. Right. You become like your second family. Right. But I, it was just like, you know what? I'm not inviting any of my coworkers because you, you invite one, you got to invite the other 10. Right. So I chose to keep them off. And it's like, y'all feeling away? That was a big moment for me. Like, I wanted that with my tribe at the time. Like, that's who I was. Period. It's in the middle of a pandemic. Like, 
Everybody's not invited. And everybody's not supposed to be invited. So I get it. I get that. So you have to, and I also feel like you have to be mindful of who you allow in those situations because you people, there are people who will pray for you and people who pray on you. So you got to be mindful mm-hmm. of those who might be praying for a downfall because you really don't know people's intentions, but people will show no. you better than they can tell you. And their energies won't lie. So I feel like even when Angel and Sean got married, people was offended that she never told people about her and Sean getting married. And I knew about it, but I wasn't about to turn right back around and show up to the courthouse. Like, yeah, I'll beat her. But when y'all have your big wedding, yeah. I know she's like, I know you'll be a bridesmaid. Like, you're gonna, you're my sister. Like, you're gonna be in it. I'm like, oh yeah, for a fact. Like, I'm there. But you're also not acting entitled. Because no. You get it. You yeah. Get so it. when she sent me pictures, I was like, yes. I was like, yo, wish I could have been there. But in reality, times and I wasn't working at the time. I don't have the funds to just turn back around to come mm-hmm. for a courthouse wedding. Like, so when y'all have the big one, let me know. I'm in it like and somewhere. Get plenty of events. No right. Problem. And like my old neighbor, she just had her engagement party yesterday, and she invited me. But my thing was when you got engaged, I wasn't somebody who was in the part of the moment, and I literally used to babysit and watch you grow up. So the fact that I didn't even know about it and I found it like social media with everybody else, but you had all these supposed people there to be there for the engagement. I was offended because you call me your big sister, but I knew nothing about it. But I wasn't a part of that. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not coming to the engagement party because I wasn't prior to when you got engaged, I wasn't known. Right. Because it wasn't intimate. She did have people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you had people there who knew about it that was intimate that you already made your bridesmaids. So I really have felt no need for me to even come to the wedding. Like... Be blessed, be well, congratulations, because you would think somebody that you looked up, literally, I pretty much, you were my shadow my entire life, and I'm not one of your bridesmaids, Mm -hmm. of all people, and our moms grew up together, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a bridesmaid, speaks volumes, so now I know where I stand in your life, so now I know how to deal with you accordingly, by not dealing with you at all. But that, that just goes back to, like, how interesting and, like, awkward sometimes friendships can be. Because, you know, we do have expectations, right? But then at the same time, it's just like, people really will show you better than they can tell you exactly. where you stand in their life. And I'm sure I offended plenty of people the way we went about it. But it was just like, for that time, who was there was supposed right. to be there. We're in different seasons now. So it was like, this different. I've literally made close friendships recently in the Queen City that I would consider like, they might just have to go to the big wedding. Because like, y'all are solid friends in my life right, right. now. Versus the childhood friends, right? Girl. Yeah, so I'm it's talking like about longevity isn't always, you know. I always say loyalty over longevity. And there's right. the people who can make you feel more comfortable in two months than some people that you've known for 20 years. Exactly. And I've had but friends. Does not get exactly. Part. And I was like, if I ever have a kid, my wedding is going to be so, my, my baby child's going to be so intimate to the point that it's going to be like, don't even take pictures because <laughs> I don't need everybody knowing I'm pregnant. Like, I'm not even telling the world We're I'm pregnant. It's an unplugged ceremony. It's unplugged. <laughs> Literally unplugged. Like, that's where I'm at. But it's just like, there's people that I know for me that I would want to have, that I feel personally would be there because one, y'all have been moms. Mm-hmm. Two, y'all have dope energy and like y'all are prime examples of healthy black millennial love. Why would I not want my kid to be filled with that energy well, around why this? Why wouldn't we want to celebrate you? Exactly. So, so I'm like, of course. Like that's a guarantee. Angel's like, you better not. I'm like, girl, if I even get married secretly, I'll make sure y'all know where the secret location is. But the world <laughs> won't even know. Like that's where I'm at with it. Like I would never not share that. We love it though. But we I feel like it's just certain things and there are people that would be offended. Like, oh, da, da, da. Like, yeah, I wouldn't make you... A godparent. I'm like, just be. And people are like, well, would you make your best friend a godparent just because she made your business? What does it matter? That's between me and myself. And when that day comes, it'll be determined. But again, I'm not going to just spring it on her. I'm going to ask her, do you feel welcome? Because I feel like that's a responsibility that you just don't throw in somebody. You got to ask them how they feel. And like, Mm -hmm. 
people declined. Some people declined. And it was just like, okay, well, they declined. But we know at least for one fact, she got a good godmother who's actually trying to make sure and she betters herself and active. So it's just like, people got to just think outside themselves. Like I was saying, people be so selfish. And it's like, you're hearing me, but you're not listening. I know. And you got to just kind of check yourself. Girl. And that, and that whole lane in itself. Like, I'll be like, I'm just going to stay on the side of them. What type, of, what type of friends you got around you. Exactly. Like, let's look at all of it from both perspectives and do all options. Does it really give merited that you should really be available for this moment? Like, let's really think about them that's both perspectives. Great, that's a great question. Like, do you feel like you'd be married? Do you feel like, like, and I personally feel like, like how I was telling you, like when you moved, I was like, well, you need a babysitter. I'm here because it's literally, I'm right down the street. And I know, especially in this world, I wouldn't be trusting my kids with just anybody because there's so many crazy Absolutely. stories. Absolutely. And it's like, you appreciate that support, but at the same time, you understand that takes time. And right. It's going to be built, but, and as Caitlin already told you, <laughs> she needs a little bit more time, but whatever. You know, we, we go home and she's like, oh, I want to go to her house. I'm like, oh, now you want to go to her house now. So you're comfy now. I guess this was after y'all had built y'all little uh, bond right. by the end of the night when y'all met. But I feel like that's important because you got to listen to the kids. Mm-hmm. Because that's, they, they have a say so too. Like, I don't feel comfortable being with so-and-so. I mean, you my mom, but what if I don't really know her? So I need to get to know her too. To, mm-hmm. But I feel like people don't listen. They just be so, I feel like some people be so quick to just throw their kid off. It's like, well, your kid no. has a voice and your kid is sound enough to speak for self. So like, listen, mm-hmm. listen, like we got we, a voice. Hello. <laughs> so when you were just saying that some of your friends that you didn't have, you know, there were some, some, some friendships that didn't, you know, pers- persevere mm-hmm. from longevity. How did the transition of fallouts or like even the transition of other friendships impact you mentally? Cause I know that has like a different, not saying a strain, but makes you look at things in a different perspective when you have fallouts or like... You know what? I've seen a, quite a few shifts in my friendships since I got married. And it's one of those things where I spent months dwelling on these shifts. But then once I got out of my feelings, I looked at it like, let me focus on who's here, who's present, who's in the same... Si- who's in a similar season as I am. Why am I, why am I grieving this? Like, it's, it's fine. You were seasonal... I'm in this season right now. Like, it's really true. Like, when you get married and stuff, you kind of want to be around a bunch of other married couples because the conversations are different, right? right. There's different There's different um, values, you know, happening. I'm not no longer going out to bottomless mimosas every Sunday. That, that ship has sailed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that no more. But cool. Like, shout out to the friends who do, but it's just like, I'm in a different season. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... I See, I can't speak on that first person because I ain't married, but, but things, fallouts. Things, things, things did, sh- I mean, things shifted, you know, a lot. And like I said, I, I gave myself time to be in my feelings about it. Mm-hmm. But I remember like feeling that sense of loneliness when I first came out here. Like being a newlywed, I didn't have, I didn't have not one close girlfriend in the area. So it's just like, yeah, I was really happy about being around my husband all the time. But after a while, I'm like, I don't got no girlfriends out here. Like I, ain't I need some estrogen. I had none. It was just like my daughter and my husband. I'm like, sheesh. So, you know, I really pray, like, God, please give me some friends that, like, are going to be in a good headspace. Right. Like, who got the same values. Like, please. And he he gave me that. It took some months, but I got it. And I'm like, yo, prayers were answered because you need friends, you know. Like, in your adult life, it's nice to just have, like, solid girlfriends like, yeah that you can lean on and they're not hating on you they're inspired by you y'all help each other out so you know i spent time dwelling on it but i also gave myself grace like you know what we're in different seasons and that's okay and you mm-hmm. just have to like learn to be okay with that and it's you know you're growing separately 
And that happens. And you can love him from a distance. I don't hate you. I'm not even bitter towards you. Yeah. That's how it got to be. And I feel like when people are like, oh, damn, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm like, first of all, my thing is don't ask me no, about nobody you don't see me post about. If you don't see me post about them, don't ask me about them because clearly I, I move, I literally am the like a fandom when it comes to friendships. I move in silence because it don't got to be announced. I don't rock with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because the energy will shift and my energy is very strong. You'll know, like, I'm not, I don't do you. Mm-hmm. Ain't no beef, but you're just not in my caliber of where I'm looking for in friendships. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to ask you to change who you are to benefit me. You are who you are. And I just respect the fact that we have differences and where we're at. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, even me and when we went, like, the other night where I met Tiana's husband, we had a wind down. <laughs> and, like, it was a bunch of females that I didn't know that was out here that lived that's in their 30s. And they're, like, prospering. And I'm like, I would have never known. But, again, that would be I only stepped out of my <laughs> comfort zone. To go meet them, and it was a vibe, and I'm like, okay, like, okay, so I'm like, okay, well, Tiana out here too. Let me let me put her in there so she can kind of know what we got going on in the atmosphere. But it's like I don't have even with me down for four years, I only have like two solid friends, you and my sorority sister. I don't deal with people for real, like, <laughs> because it's just like I can see like it's a convenient type of friendship, and I don't, I'm not in the business of those, like, no, or the like, you know, we're friends because we got close proximity. Like, yeah. No, it has to be more than that. You don't just check for me, check on me. Like right. ask me how my mental is, especially if you're open. If I allow that, if I open up and let you that let you in and you don't take the instruction of how I give you how to handle me, you just do your own thing, then yeah, we we don't need to be And in, you're very vocal about how you want to be dealt Period. With, period. So it's like there's no secret. So you know? when you misstep, it's like okay, well if this is not something you're able to do, we're good. It's okay. It ain't no beef. It's fine. Like we can go that way that's what i'm like it's it's no, no beef you know what's interesting my solid group of girlfriends in charlotte none of them are from down here everybody's from up north <laughs> i'm like i don't know if it's just the females out here you know i haven't clicked with anybody from the city yet Me and, I, and, it's, and it's gonna be two years in december and i'm like my good good friends are either from new york or um connecticut so they're, like, weird so they're, all, they're weird out right. here they're weird out here and I've gone to the Charlotte events, but nothing has ever blossomed from those. It's just like we had a good time in the moment, but... I feel like there's low-key animosity towards us because they got this Southern Belle mentality where they're like supposed to be the beck and call, like the sub- they're supposed to be subjective to their man, and we're more so vocal where we're like, yeah, we can have, we can be submissive, but you got to be able to lead me and be a real true leader because I'm not just going to follow you blindly. Like, that's no, not how we do it. And we speak up, and we know how to pretty much... Fend for self because we come from environments where we literally have yeah, to watch our backs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so the slow moving where they wait for stuff to come to them, we're used to going out and getting it. Like, so the mentality kind of bothers their whole little aura. And it's like, well, girl. Is that what it is? Because I'm like. Yeah. I've come to that conclusion. Because every pro- female I have met and became close with or try to build rapports with that are from North Carolina, even in general. I'm like, you're not for me. And it's not because you're a shitty person, but it's just like your mindset. We're not aligned on the same. Like you wait for things to come to you. I'm out here trying to make ways to get it, whether like by any means necessary. And I think that's that New York. That's just that New York mentality, right? And then like me being vocal is an issue for a lot of them. But to my real friends, it's like, well, they're used to it because they mm-hmm. speak up for themselves too. So it's like, so do you have a voice? Or is it the fact that you don't like the fact that I have a voice and I ruffle feathers and I have no problem ruffling feathers? Like, cause and you're very much unapologetic. And I'm not and apologizing. Who you are. Yeah, I'm not apologizing for it. Like, what these y'all? Oh, so y'all think the misogynistic 1950s mentality is cool? Then that's y'all. That's not gonna work for me. 
But I wonder, like, what else could it be? Because I always, I always appreciate the fact that, like, we dress better than I'm playing. <laughs> Like, people out here are really thriving. Like, I feel like there's a lot of young black professionals. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what attracted me to the city in the first place. I'm like, black people going down there, becoming homeowners, getting great jobs. They're doing it. Raising beautiful families. Like, you just don't see a lot of that happening up there. So, yeah. that's what I really liked about... Because Charlotte was originally Brooklyn, which is originally a black Charlotte, city so it's just in so general. Built up city now. Yeah, I mean, it's the second largest financial district in the country. So, it's very, very much thriving. So, it's thriving to the point where the price points are showing it now. Uh, <laughs> right. At that point... That but part. we're going to get back on track. Once you had your daughter, how imperative was it for you to instill morals and values and like break generational curses that were passed to you? Because I know that's the conversation Ooh. we had off, off, we had off, off camera, off camera, no, not off camera, off mic. We had that combo. Oh my God. But <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I wasn't, I didn't come from no silver spoon, right? You know that. Um, and, you know, I had to struggle a lot. I had to pay my way through school and everything. You know, I, I come from. You know, an interesting childhood, a lot of dysfunction. It wasn't all bad, but there was a lot of dysfunction growing up. So I just feel like I want to do anything under the sun possible to make sure that my girls do not go through that. I don't want them to have to struggle through school and trying to figure out how they're going to eat, how they're going to pay their tuition, how they're going to pay for textbooks because they can't even say, Mom, can I get $20? Like, I can't have that for them. I can't. So that right there alone, you know. Life insurance policies, investments, savings accounts. Like, my kids need to be straight. They need to be set up for success because I did not have that same foundation. Generational wealth. went off to college blindly when it came to finances. Blindly. Like, there was never even a topic of credit and how to manage money. None of that. So, it's just like... That's like in a lot of black households. You know? Yeah. You know, obviously, we're not the first, but... I wasn't set up for that wealth. Mm-hmm. I wasn't set up for that success. I had to like create my own opportunities all the time. You know, my sister had a full ride academically. My other sister had a full ride for basketball. And then there's me, the middle kid. It's like, <laughs> I got to I gotta figure it out, right? Right. And, I, you know, I did the best I could. But I just don't want that same narrative for them. I'm right. I'm going to be like, mommy and daddy like paved the way. So like, I have a choice. Right. I could sit home for a year and stay home rent free and figure out my life. I don't have to rush off to school right. to try to figure out how I'm going to pay for it. You know, so honestly, that's just everyday motivation, especially my husband. He is like, he's so focused on like, yo, we, we breaking these things like today. <laughs> like Shout out to Corey. Shout out to him because he, it's like an everyday conversation. It's just like, what are we doing differently? You know, what can we do to like set them up? And that's, that's the conversation. Having financial advisors, the whole thing. Stuff that we just wasn't exposed to. Right. And that's no shade to our parents. You know, a lot of that, they didn't know either, right? Right. Grandparents didn't know. So, it's just like, I don't want to continue to pass that that, um, ignorance down. Right. You know, that whole ignorance is bliss. It's not bliss. That's the reason why I became an accountant. Because it wasn't passed down. math was never my subject. never gonna be the subject <laughs> i felt like financial literacy was something that i was deprived of and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go to school and do it so that i have the ability to give the knowledge to others that don't have it available to them because not everybody can afford a financial advisor not everybody has the privilege to go to college to understand how finances work or how the business world works or how professionalism works so like mm-hmm. i feel like that was a main thing for me and i feel like i always tell people like i wasn't born with a silver spoon but i didn't have a wooden one neither like mm-hmm. it wasn't it was literally in the middle like Middle class, yes, but mm-hmm. everybody knows when you get silver spoon, sometimes you don't get the emotional support that you need or like oh, so the true. cognitive dissonance that's necessary to be able to differentiate, you know, 
some emotional literacy and sometimes you know having a wooden one you have to learn that but it's always you're in a survival mode Mm -hmm. where it's like you're trying to fight against the world but there ain't really nothing to fight against so it's like you gotta come in the middle it's like okay financially emotionally mentally spiritually where am i at where can i fix where can i change how can i be different even physically sometimes like the stuff that y'all eating and doing y'all not working out trying to be your best selves i'm not doing that i'm not trying to sit here have high blood pressure by the time i'm 40 i'm not sitting here having to have knee replacements and hip replacements because I'm not active or I'm not trying to be on this path where I'm literally shutting down my kid doesn't feel like they can have a conversation and express themselves or feel like they had to keep something that was traumatized to them where they have to hold it for like damn near 20 years of their life like Mm -hmm. I don't want that so like what can I do for myself even for the kids I'm around even if they're not my own I feel like what can I do to be able to impart and plant seeds Mm -hmm. because they are the future absolutely that's big the planting the seeds because it's not just the financial planning, right? It's also like, like you said, giving them a voice, you know, giving them like just the emotional support, the the affection. Like I'm extremely affectionate to my kids, extremely. They're gonna, they're they're not gonna be like the the people that can't receive right. affection when they get older. Like so, there's like there's so many parts to those curses being broken because you got adults in your family that they can't even receive a hug, and you gotta wonder like. They can't even say I love you. They can't, or they they barely say I love you, and it's just like no, you you heard Kayla on the phone. Yeah, like it's natural. Like the affection is big, so like all these things are like you know you've seen as issues growing up. It's just like that's I really really do not want to see that repeat itself because then I'm gonna feel like I failed. Right. You know, I ain't trying to feel like they're in their twenties and thirties and they struggling. And they looking at me like, well, mommy dropped the ball. I do not want that. Exactly. I can't have that. Yeah, you can't. I can't. Mm-mm. <sighs> I mean, you know, but I feel like y'all are doing a great job. Y'all are doing a great job. Like, literally, when you said that to me, I was just like, oh, my heartstrings, because I'm like, that's such a big compliment. You know, like, you're raising little human beings, and it's like, it's such a big compliment when somebody recognizes, like, how much you worked in, like, or how much you poured into that little person. Almost definitely. So, it's it's big that you I was like, for somebody who, you you speak real, you can articulate very well for somebody who, for a tiny person. she's been like that since a baby. Like, she talked early, so it was just like, she always just had a voice. And I'm like, it's just pretty dope. It's the earth sign thing. Y'all gonna get, y'all gonna get, so it's the earth sign thing. So, given we aren't the ones only ones here from our hometown living in the QC, the city is different from our city. How was the adjustment and like the culture shock outside of just like you know being the mom, having no girlfriends? Like, how was the culture shock in general? To be quite honest with you, I feel like um, Charlotte gave me White Plains vibes. It did. It gave me like there was city, and then there was like the slow pace. I felt like it was a good mix. Okay, okay. I didn't feel like, oh, they just threw me in the country. You know what I mean? So, like... No, that's Gastonia. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. But it really hit me when I couldn't go get a bacon, egg, and cheese on the corner. I was like, oh, shoot. They got a spot called Bodega Deli, though, but it's not... Well, you'll put me on Yeah. But, listen, I was like, okay, so we in the South. Like, so so delis are not a thing. Like, I'm I'm a foodie, y'all. I love food. I'm like, where the delis at? Where are the delis? Where the corner stores? <laughs> so, yeah, that was a shocker. And then they can't drive. Oh, my God. And then everything closes early. And everything closes early. I think 2, 2 a.m. is like they're late. They're late. Night. Yeah, but liquor store, they literally have an ABC store. Like, you can't get liquor outside the ABC store. Like, you know, no, you can go to the liquor store. they closed on a certain day? They're closed. Sundays. You Sundays can't get liquor closed. today. Listen. It's, it's just it's, it's the bipartisan patriarchal society they live by with the Sunday being the day of rest and by pagan the pagan lifestyle Sunday liquor store shouldn't be that's spirits. Okay. Well, 
And then ABC stores, they feel like they want to monitor what comes in and out of the, the state. So that's, they feel like nine o'clock should be the cutoff because they feel like it's a hazard. Well, I can't wait to go back to New York, son, because I need, I need to be able to go ahead and be everything moves to 3 o'clock. You can go to the liquor store on a Sunday. They'd be open at 11 still, o'clock, that's, period. That's a big difference. They don't have bottomless mimosas down here either. I realized that when I was looking up for when Keish came to visit. They have no bottomless mimosas. They're not allowed to have bottomless mimosas in the state of North Carolina. Really? Oh, you know what? I think I've heard that. You're right. It's not like the Harlem brunch. Yeah. It's not like that. Or D.C. Mm-hmm. This is the only reason I miss up north. I swear to you. I, I mean, swear honestly, to you. I don't like the drivers. They hardly ever signal. Like, oh, and what if rain? Lanes and don't signal. They right? can't don't merge. And when it rains, don't wait till wait when, no, it, when rains. it rains. No, I've driven in the rain, unfortunately. And my they can't drive. The trick, he'd be like, put your hazards on. Everybody get out your way. Put your hazards on. Don't even, because they cannot drive down here. They can't. In the rain, they lose their mind. So I do miss the fact that. I still drive like a New Yorker. I move around your ass with the quickness. Don't think I'm about to say what. You think you're not going to let me in? I'm from New York. I'm not asking permission. I'm letting you know that I'm inching over and then I'm jumping in front of you. What do you think this is? And I got the signal on the whole time. But I feel like they just have less regard for human life down here. I thought New Yorkers were like aggressive on the road, but Charlotte drivers, they just they just make interesting. You could look at their cars. Majority, I want y'all to know, majority of people in Charlotte, they probably have a messed up bumper or some type of thing or they're oh, missing they're places. Yes. And they can never get a replaced because a lot of them don't have insurance and the the accidental collision places they're flooded because there's always accidents out here because people can't drive then y'all wonder why i don't go outside in the winter time please a little flurry of snow so flurry, we didn't even get snow it was a flurry it was a dusting and they be tripping so yeah so those are the main, <laughs> those are the main shockers for me but other than that i feel like the queen city is get it gives it gives both it's not super country bunking but it's not it's not new york city either but it's kind of like it meets you in the middle it does. I mean, uptown, you know, you know we are New York bred and these Southerners aren't used to our ways, as we've already said it before with these females. What has been a positive and negative about living in the Southern city? Because like you said, it gives you White Plains vibes, but I know there's like, outside of the bodegas and stuff, what else do you feel like are positive and negatives that you've noticed in the last year? Because for me, I feel like you'll have a different perspective as me being here four years because a lot has been built up since the last, the four years I've been here. Mm-hmm. So when I came, it was really more like Southern city than it was. Like a lot of stuff was shut down. It wasn't as thriving as it is now. For me, a positive was like, you know, coming down here, essentially, I mean, before inflation happened, I felt like it was extremely affordable. Hell yeah. And you were getting a lot more for your buck down here. The negative is it's really hard to get that New York pay in the South. It's like non-existent. So unless you're like a virtual worker that's, still getting paid like with the northern pay or you just got you just got lucky and landed a really good job i feel like you know in the south the cost of living is less so there's like a lot of caps when it comes to finances like your your salary is just it's just not giving that new york salary and new york salaries are high as hell because the cost of living is high as hell i I think i was on zillow the other day just just looking at um new york houses right now and the rent the rentals alone i'm like when was white plains ever charging this for rent Girl, I'm like, Whoa. it's like three k. But back, it was what well, what probably was like seventeen hundred. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, like the market's nuts right now. So even with everything going up, I like the fact that the South is more affordable. You can get more for your money regardless. Yeah. That's always gonna be the case. You know what I was paying in rent in New York? I came down here and got a lot more. For that. Hell yeah. So I mean, prime example where alone, we live now. That part, because this in New York, I God only knows, you know. Be a good four thousand dollars a month. Easy. 
off so the rip we do have that advantage like it's it is more affordable and i feel like you know it's a great place to raise a family down there because trying is. to buy a house up there with children and your spouse man listen I feel like a negative out here is everything's so freaking far away and there's no public transportation. Like, everything's far. Like, everything's a good 15, 20 minute drive. I hate that shit. See, I guess it depends on what your go to's are. Because so far, since I've been in this area, I feel like everything's kind of been like a 10 to 12 minute drive for me it so is. far. But I'd rather have it where I can walk someplace. Like, uh, that's a fact. I do miss the whole, like, just walking down the street. Yeah. Walking a couple blocks. That, yeah. You need a car. Like, you have to have a car in the South. And I don't know how people live down here, not, don't right. have a car. I feel bad for them. Because even that light rail train thing is. It only goes uptown and down so here. Mm-hmm. And that's only because the college is down this way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's what I would say the negative. Positive, like you said, cost of living, yes. But I just feel like that's probably the only positive. That's when people are like, how you like the South? How you like Charlotte? I'm like, it's Charlotte. Like, don't ask me how I like it. I don't go out. I don't do the mixing and mingling, like the whole rubbing elbows things in Charlotte. Because the people just, they're weird to me. They're weird to me. But the positive is the cost of living. Because I wouldn't be able to think I would survive to live on my own if I lived in New York. Listen, I was, listen, it was rough in New York on my own at that time like i had to hold down two jobs to pay what i was paying in rent back. that's how i was in delaware delaware started getting expensive. i was working two jobs it was crazy and going to school she was a struggle <laughs> that's what i like to anybody who has kids and you're going to school i commend you because i was working two jobs and going to school and it was just me and i don't know how i was maintaining it'd be the will man the willpower <clears throat> period so speaking of willpower you're a mom wife entrepreneur and a woman of many hats now being all those things and more what has it been life now in adulthood with friendships like and the changes, like, since you said you have, like, your solid group of friends here in Charlotte, like, mm-hmm. are there still, like, solid ones? I know you have one solid friendship in New York still, your homegirl of homegirls. Yes, I do. Um, honestly, I mean, that friendship has thrived even more now with just the distance. Um, me and my best friend, Antonella, shout out to her. Love you to death. Um, but I would say being down here, I feel like I'm just around, like, wholesome friendships. Like, my friendships down here are really dope. And now I got you back in the <laughs> Like, like I, I really lucked out. And it's funny because I was in my bag for months when I first came down here. And now it's like I got my solid, tight, I can count on one hand of the people that I'm like, okay, y'all solid, you know. And in the same headspace, you know, they're inspirational because they have things that I'm trying to, that I'm right. working towards. And I didn't really have that in New York. I feel like I wasn't really around so many friends that like had things that I was trying to obtain. So now it's like. I like the fact that I have friends in my current circle down here where I can look up to because they inspire me. They pour into me and Corey together, like, you know, even their husbands, like growing their own organic friendships. So, like, I think that's really dope. Sometimes it's it's the adult friendships that are just so freaking mature and just like so wholesome. It doesn't compare to, you know, the ones that you grew up with for 10, 20 plus years. That's a fact. So that's what really changed my perspective. It's just like these adult friendships is different. They are. And they're so mature. I mean, at least the ones that get it and they're understanding. Yeah. You know, they're not feeling no type of way. Like, we get it. We check in on each other. We Word. show when it counts. I'll pour into you. Like, my friend was saying that the other day. She was like, yo, I love how my friends are able to, when I'm going through something, they could just pour into me and just leave me be because they know that's how I process. And then, like, they'll wait for me I'll wait for me to come to them. And, like, there's mm-hmm. never no ill feeling. I'm like, girl, isn't that what adulting is, though? Like, you don't have to talk to your friends every day. You don't talk to them all the time. But like you, you'd be surprised with the ones who still want that expectation in their 30s. And it's just like, I thought we were all past that whole Entitlement phase. I thought we were. I, I thought like talking like every day. High school, college. 
And like, it's funny because now you laugh because you're like, I literally have to schedule phone dates with a lot of my friends now. It's like, hey, what are you doing next Tuesday at yes. 6 p.m.? I got a window. Let's get on the phone. Let's right? with my homegirl. And she's in Cali. Me and Toya. Shout out to her, too. Like, we, we literally will schedule each other. Like, we'll pencil each other in. And we'll stay on the phone for two hours. But we gave we, we gave the time, you know, the, yeah. the notice. So that's how it is with me and my friend in Cali. Like, we've been friends since we met overseas and played basketball. It was like, I was like 14, 13, 14. And like, we are still friends. And she's in a relationship or whatever now. And I'm wondering, like, so what's your schedule looking like after this day after work? I'm like, girl, this is busy time. So you won't have to catch me on this time. So you free on this time. And on top of that, we have a two or three hour time difference. So like, it affects too. And then she's also an administrator in school. So like, she gets out earlier. Like, so I'm like, okay, if we talk, we got to talk at a time where like, it's around my oh, lunchtime. So yeah. And then like I was like, oh hey sis, you know, how you know, just want to check in. How was your trip to Jamaica? And she went to Jamaica like three weeks ago. But it's like, I'm trying to check in too, because it's like, well, you want me to come visit for your birthday in January? Well, January's around the corner. So if we about to do this, we need to start booking this now. Like <laughs> it's 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 just that type of thing. Like me and Angel don't talk every day. There'll probably be times where I'll send her like a daily bread or an inspirational quote and like she'll get back to me three days later. So thanks, sissy. Hey, da, da, da. I'm that's like, how you know the foundation is solid because you didn't take those three days to like Say, oh my God, like she's like, neglecting me. And I no, you 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 understand what it I'm is. I'm like, all right, girl, you got three kids and a husband, and you work. We ain't tripping, and like how she is the same way you are with Caitlyn. She's pointing to Leilani. Leilani was in basketball camp. Leilani's in soccer. Leilani's in Girl Scouts. Like, right, all the things. All the things. She was like, I'm giving her what I wasn't given as a kid, and like I wanted wanted and her I love to see. That about her. I see how devoted she is too. Girl, she be in it, and I'm like, all the goodies for this class and the girl. Okay. I and mean, she was like, you always Leilani, best customer when she got Girl Scouts. I was like, because I used to be a Girl Scout and that helps for her troop. But she also needs to know she has support as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's major. So I'm like, the same way I was like, oh, when Caitlin got her track meets, let me know I'm there. Like, what's oh, up? We got you. We got you. We're going to give you the schedule. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> so we all know we aren't, you know, we aren't who we used to be as kids, teens, or even in our 20s. And we have those growing pains, as we just discussed. They taught you as your biggest, like, what have they taught you as your biggest lesson? Like... We're not the same. Like how you said, like, you have to schedule time with Toya. You got to schedule time. You still got, you know, real close relationship with Antonella and y'all have this distance. Like, what has in the growing pains, even with those, because I know everything's not always peachy, what has, like, been the biggest lesson? The biggest lesson, honestly, for me has been grace. Yes, I was going to say that. Literally. And I don't care if people start to say grace is cliche, whatever, because, honestly, I was once that friend that went through that entitled phase, too, where it's like, you know, I text a friend at noon and I feel like by 10 p.m., why I ain't hear from this friend? But I didn't get that whole grace concept back then. Mm. Where now that I actually need grace, now I'm extending it freely. Yes. Because it's like, <laughs> yes. I don't have the mental capacity all the time to just jump at every text anymore. I used to. And that's, and that's also, like, not healthy. Like, as soon as Mm-mm. your phone go off, I got to respond? Why? No. That's how I used to be. So I'm learning, like, listen, everybody got their stuff. And, you know, everybody's not going through nothing too heavy, but everybody yeah. is going through things day to day, right? Mentally stable. Day, like, yeah. Maybe work was just like really bad today. Or yeah. Your kids is just out of control right now. Like, so everybody gets grace for me now. I ain't feeling no type of way no more. Like, Period. It's, I just can't do it. So that's been my biggest lesson extend grace, but also, you know, let people know when you need it too. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I was going to say. That's the major thing is grace. And I feel like grace and space. Is big. Space is okay, and space can be healthy. It doesn't always have to be weird, you know. Like people go through their stuff. Right. I have friends right now that are going through their own little thing, and I get it. I'm not gonna hear from y'all right now. Right. But just know if they call me or whatever, I'll I'll be. Right. Here. And I like space and grace is big for me. What I've learned in the growing pains is like 
if I communicate effectively, just let you know, like right now, I'm not in a good space. You might not hear from me a while. And I give you that heads up. Not saying you're going to take it personal, but it's a respect father to say, I respect our friendship. I respect how, how you may feel in the process as well as what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But I'm also letting you know, like, if I don't respond, if it's like even weeks at a time, like it's you nothing personal. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact I'm not in the space to really have that conversation. Like I'm not in the space to really talk, but it's like, when I'm not saying everybody's entitled to that, but I just feel like certain people, it's just a respect factor because you have certain friends who might, you know, deal with abandonment issues where it's like, I feel like you're abandoning me all completely when I don't talk to you for like a whole month in general. And then I, I you know, I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. because I'm the type where I can literally tell you I'm not talking and I will go ghost for like weeks and you won't even see me on social media. It was like, well, most people like Angel be like, okay, well, I need to know this because a lot of them know my history. Like, your parents suicidal. So, we don't see you on social media. And we don't know where you, we don't know where that, so well, we, the, we the, the automatically we're going to, well, did she kill us? Like, yeah. there's any, we need to do a mental health check. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? So, I think for me, it's more so required because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends know, like, I'm not in that space, but they know how dark it can get. So, like, giving them that heads up, like, I'm fine. I just need time. I'm not going to be on socials as much, but don't take... It's not no lunch and alarming. No, it's not a thought process in my mind to try to do anything crazy right now. Yeah, so I feel like that's important. I don't think people take into consideration, like, sometimes people look at who you are and how much you've overcome that they forget that sometimes there are moments where you do have, like, moments of backsliding or moments where you're just like, yo, like, I was in this space, but it's easy because, again, I'm alone, so I don't have to really answer to anybody like how you do i don't have to think about nobody else but myself so like i move when i want to move i do what i want to do so it's like i can just so people don't think like you know sometimes i can be i think it's good but sometimes it can be a hazard too because i'm sometimes hyper independent where i don't want yeah. to yeah let people in or make myself available because like i've been Even doing it alone you probably do need that yeah you're gonna just you're not gonna but i feel like i'm a burden like no yeah. i'm angel like why don't you call me i'm like girl you got three kids you got a whole husband you just worked all day like girl i'm not about to call you she was like but you're my sister and i know mm-hmm. if you call because you don't call often there's a reason you're calling so i wouldn't take it personal right. mm-hmm. so i'm like eh, yeah okay you're right Right, no, it's true. It's true. But I love the fact that you communicate that because there's quite a few people who wouldn't even have the words to say, and they'll just ghost, and then you're leaving. You're you're there to try to figure out. Well, did I do something? Right. Do I approach them? Do I give them more space? And then you got to navigate through that. So it's which is a headache. Right, and we've all been there. Right, you're trying to tiptoe around a certain individual, and you shouldn't have to. But it's it's cool that you just send that one liner. Like, look, I'm about to like be quiet for some time. I'm about just, to be off social. Need some space. It's, it's a quick text, really. I you mean, call nobody. but that's what I be telling people all the time. Like, we're in a day and age where literally you have five seconds to just send a text, and they'll send everything you need to say within, as opposed to doing carrier pigeons or like horse and carriage. Like, <laughs> you literally could just. It's it not the days that aim. You got to put it in a way message, or you got to listen here and write it in a note and wait till seventh period to give it to the person like mm-hmm. five seconds boom and it's done like yeah i'm not that's it so listen same thing what i feel like with dating but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day whole nother <laughs> <laughs> so before we end off this is the final question how has it been now living down in the qc for a couple years and us reuniting just not in our bond but we are neighbors yeah. to go from high school grads to now literally neighbors in our 30s like do you feel much has changed or that you've seen so far in our connection I feel like our connection is still very much like based off the silly, <laughs> the silly kids that we were. But I feel like I like even recently, like the first link up, I felt like I was learning so much about you in that moment. I'm like, wow, you know. So this person is just like a, you know, a very grown, matured version of the silly kid <laughs> I was, was because remember you were just telling me all the things about like how you move now, and I'm like, 
I would never know if we didn't have these like intimate conversations. Right. So Same. in that way, yeah, in that way, it's like it's different, but it's like a good different. Like I like the fact that we could pick up after not seeing each other since two thousand eight. <laughs> right. So many people from high our high school graduation. I'm like, I literally haven't seen this person since we threw our caps up in the air. Like, where are you in life right now? It's crazy. So the fact that we're in the same city and being friends again and like you know neighbors i feel like wow like that is a huge huge feel circle moment no seriously because i mean i can't say that about any other high school friendships that it's you know manifested like that and i feel like it's full circle but like you said it's organic like it's not some right. oh yeah you're here okay whatever you like see how i came across your review on google yeah and i was just like that is nuts and you know we just kind of got to talking from there yeah and i was like well she's trying to Find some place to live. Well, I know where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm here to help and in the they process. Withhold information, but like literally took the time to help me. So that was like I definitely because really we were like in a bind, just like you know, moving is a lot. So the fact that you were a resource was dope. Heck yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, most definitely I'm gonna be a vill- and I feel like I've always been that person. Like I'm very to the point, like if I'm gonna be around, I'm gonna be around. Like I'm not half assing, I'm not pussy stepping, like I'm not just gonna say something and just do the opposite. If you're gonna if I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna be here. Like mm-hmm. cause I hate people who be like, Oh, I'm gonna do this and it's like, okay, so where you at when I really when I, know, when I really need to big, man. So it's like what's what's going on? Like I don't have tea, like I don't get it. So I just feel like that like you said, I don't feel nothing like you said it's the same for me, like you, I've seen the maturity, like, of course, because the last time I seen you, you weren't anybody's mom. <laughs> <laughs> were you anybody's like, wife? Yeah, I was right. Like, like so it was a whole different situation. Like, you were literally on the on the verge of being ready to, like, <laughs> go into the world. So I'm just like, this is different. Like, I've seen it on socials, but to see it full circle and then actually meeting your husband and, like, seeing how hands-on he is. Like, Corey's dope, y'all. He's super, super dope. Shout out to Corey. <laughs> he and- gonna play this back and be like, <laughs> Okay, let me show you love. <laughs> and he's super dope and he's super cool. But just to know, like, when he was there at the wind down, I'm just like, wow, I haven't, like, I was in awe just seeing a black man just effortlessly just engaged with, like, the baby as well as Kaylin and just, like, still enjoy. I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like, you could just tell, like, y'all have a healthy relationship and it's not a facade like it's really healthy like mm-hmm. i appreciate that Jess. i really do so that's so dope so i appreciate you coming so now you gotta let the people yes. know where they can follow you keep up with you since you're trying yes, to be a content y'all. creator or whatever <laughs> yes y'all so follow me on right of mind w-r-i-t-e-o-f-m-i-n-d right of mind on instagram um yeah like i said i'm an aspiring content creator so i'm more so going to be focusing on motherhood marriage and just my individual growth and that's going to be the content i'm going to be putting out while she be in the gym while i'm in the gym (laughs) getting the snatch back together (laughs) like i'm gonna try to see there's not there's nothing to snatch for real in my perspective but again everybody has their own expectations of what their snapbacks are you know what i'm saying so that's what y'all gotta see the growth the positive vibes only you know organic content as it should be because social media is already well, saturated with the bs here. as is yeah i'm not i'm never gonna be the beauty influencer i'm just that's not me i'm not doing <laughs> i'm not giving y'all makeup tutorials and hair tutorials that's just not ever gonna be me y'all so motherhood marriage and my growth follow me the three m's baby stick <laughs> <Three> with it <M's. laughs> three m's <laughs> Hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. Tiana, I appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, give a little of the inside scoop. I appreciate you. And, you know, we'll definitely see you on the next one. And this time we'll have Corey with us the next episode we do. Period. (laughs) 
That was my girl Tiana. Hopefully y'all enjoyed. And that was Queens in the City. As I always say on air, let's keep it real. And like I always tell y'all, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Season six, we out, baby. See y'all in season seven.